0: It's really hard for me to get motivated and get moving. I really despise the gym and I am definitely not a runner. So I have to ask, do I really need to exercise to lose
1: weight? No, you don't need to exercise to lose weight, but you do need to exercise to gain proper metabolic function because it's the effectiveness and efficiency of your metabolism that determines your body weight, which is why it's a lot more difficult to stay slim without the gym. Today, you'll learn why exercise alone won't get you to your goal weight and why dieting all by itself won't be enough to keep you at a healthy weight either. And I'm going to teach you why your body is naturally intended to combine exercise and nutrition together. And I'm also going to give you some tips on what types of exercise you need to do, when to exercise, how much you need, and when is the best time to exercise to maximize fat burning and weight loss. My name's Emerson Lee and I'm AJ and you're listening to Ovia Weight Loss and
0: Wellness. I initially thought that working out was necessary to burn calories or like the excess energy from my food. Basically like you work out to work off
1: the food you eat. Okay. Well, that's what a lot of us think. All right. And that's because originally we've all been led to believe that calorie counting is how you manage your weight. You know, calories in versus calories out. Yeah. I've heard that before, but we debunked the
0: calories myth in episode one, which diet works best. We discussed why calories are the wrong metric and in turn really don't matter since they don't determine the nutritional value of food and you can't tell if your body's been properly fed from just calories alone. So if anyone wants more information on that, be sure to listen to our first episode. So why do we need to work out if it's not to burn calories or burn energy?
1: Okay, remember I started off by saying that your body weight is mostly determined by the efficiency, and effectiveness of your metabolism? Well, exercise is what helps you improve the effectiveness and efficiency and function of your metabolism. And I like to think of this like, you know, the engine that powers your car, okay? The engine's effectiveness, function, and efficiency all depend on the quality of the fuel.
0: Yeah, but not every car needs premium
1: gas. Okay, that's right. And if you put the wrong type of gas, though, in your car, not only is it going to lower the engine's performance, it can, you know, quite literally damage the engine.
0: That's why you don't put diesel in your Prius. It'll destroy the car.
1: That's right. Okay. So the right fuel does matter. All right. And the same is true for your body. Okay. The right foods give your body the proper nutrition and literally fuel your body's metabolic engine. And it's that engine, you know, your metabolism that relies on and functions best when it gets the proper fuel. And when it's exercise and active, it's able to function at the highest rate of efficiency too. So it's easy to see why diet and exercise go hand in hand with any weight loss program. They both work together to promote not only a healthy body, they also help maintain a healthy body weight. So let's dive right in. Okay, the first thing exercise does is it activates your muscles. And that helps to build and maintain healthy, strong muscles. And the reason why muscles matter is because your muscles are in large part directly responsible for your metabolism. And that's because 50% or more of your body's weight is all muscle, okay? That's 700 muscles in your body that are all attached to your bones and your organs, and your muscles primarily help to drive movement.
0: That makes sense. We all have to rely on our muscles every day, even if you're not a bodybuilder.
1: Yeah, that's right. Muscles really do play a big part in everything you do. And that's also why your body's muscle is what primarily determines your body's nutritional needs or how much fuel your body's engine needs, okay? And you've probably heard the term BMR. That's the basic metabolic rate. And basically, the more muscle you have, the higher your BMR or basic metabolic rate.
0: Make sense? So is that why men can typically eat more than women, because genetically they
1: tend to have more muscle mass? Yeah, that's exactly right. Their muscle mass is doing the work, okay? So men biologically have more muscle mass than women, which means their metabolism's working to burn more fuel at a faster rate. And your metabolism is always
0: running, but even the most active people aren't constantly exercising.
1: Yeah, that's true. And in statistical terms, you know, on average, most people spend at least 60% of their time at rest, okay? And even while resting, your metabolism is still working. It's still fueling your body's muscles, okay? And that's exactly why if you want to continue to improve your metabolic engine and your BMR, then you need to continue to work to improve your muscles' size and vitality. Does this mean I need to go to the gym and start getting ripped then? (laughs) No, just exercise, okay, and get moving. Basically activate your muscle, all right? And the good news is, You know, all you really need to do is something simple like walking. Cool. Because like I said, I don't like the gym. Okay. And I have a lot more information on how all this works. And I offer my members a more scientific explanation in a few videos, okay, where I explain how your muscles and movement activate fat loss and help improve your overall metabolic health. Okay. And a lot more too.
0: Yeah. Our membership is open to anyone and everyone at any time. So if you want more information, you can start with our free course, How Weight Loss Works, or you can join as a member right away today at oviawellness.com. That's O-V-V-I-A wellness.com.
1: Thanks, AJ. And before we leave the topic of muscle and how your muscle health really helps to determine your body weight, I want to emphasize a few more key points, okay? I'm sure you've heard the saying, use it or lose it, okay? Well, you do want to use your muscle so that you don't lose your muscle. And that's because over time, our muscles age and they shrink, okay? And if they're not active, they also become weak and less vital. Okay, so if I don't
0: exercise or do any weight training, my muscles will naturally weaken and shrink,
1: Yes, and that's because inside of our muscles cells we all have mitochondria. Okay. And the easiest way to think about this is to imagine these little muscle cells as little towns or cities. Okay. And the mitochondria are the people who live in the city. And the way you make your city grow and become more vibrant and vital is to increase your city's population. So you do this by creating more jobs. Okay. So basically, if you increase your workout routine, you're creating more work for your mitochondria to do and in turn attracting more workers and building up the city's population or total number Of mitochondria. Okay, that makes sense. But why do I need this
0: population of mitochondria?
1: Well, the mitochondria help boost your metabolism, and your body's energy and strength at a cellular level all depend on strong and active muscles. And it's the mitochondria that help boost the cellular energy and vitality of your muscles. Okay, so
0: I have to exercise. I get that. But it always seems like once I get more active, my appetite increases as well.
1: Okay, well, I'm glad you brought this up because it's not something that you're imagining. It's real. Your appetite does initially increase. And that's because of leptin. It's one of your metabolic hormones. You see, leptin operates as the mare of your city, who manages your appetite and your fat stores. Now, this mayor doesn't like change, okay? He's grumpy and he's resistant, and his job is to maintain your appetite and your fat stores, okay? So when you start to increase your activity and you start to drain those fat stores, leptin notices that the energy from your fat stores is being depleted, so he notifies the brain to increase appetite, to get you to eat and replace the fat that you just burned, That goes along with what you've said in earlier episodes about the body constantly
0: working to maintain. I want to lose the fat, but my body is used to it and thinks it needs to hold on to it.
1: Right. Well, that's the initial problem, okay? Leptin doesn't know any better, all right? You see, leptin thinks that the stored fat on your body is intentionally there and that you've been saving and storing that extra fat as energy that you're depending on in the future, okay? And leptin doesn't realize that you want to lose it, all right, and that you'd love to get rid of all that excess stored fat. And that's why when you start an exercise program to lose weight, your appetite will initially increase, okay? And it's going to send that false signal that it needs more energy. Wow. Okay. So how do I let leptin know... I want to let the fat go. I know. (laughs) Well, remember how we just talked about mitochondria? Well, once you build up a healthy population of mitochondria in your muscle cells, these cells help to improve the signaling between your metabolic hormones like leptin and your brain, okay? And this means the signal leptin sends the brain will improve, To allow the release of the excess stored fat. Okay, and then your appetite and hunger signals will normalize and your metabolism will start to operate overall more effectively and efficiently too. So, what you're saying
0: is once you build a strong and well populated city, even the most resistant of mayors will end up cooperating.
1: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Okay, so how long does this take? Well, everybody, everybody is different, okay? And everybody's muscle mass and muscle health is different too. So this means that there isn't any set rule, okay? Other than to say that the benefits of exercise basically accumulate over time. And the benefits of exercise also take time, okay? Muscle growth and cellular restoration, they don't happen overnight. They happen over time, which means consistency over time is key. So you're saying there's no set time frame. That's right. You simply need to be patient, persistent, and consistent. There has to be something I can do in the meantime to curb that excessive hunger, though. Okay, well, the hunger that you feel after a workout may be exaggerated, and it may not even be real at first, okay? So let me give you a quick solution. Before you eat, stop and think. When was the last time I ate a balanced meal, all right? If it was more than three to five hours ago, the hunger signal is probably real. Okay. But if you're not quite sure, hydrate and slow down. Okay. So this means that you want to drink water during your workout and then continue to drink more water after your workout too, because hydration is a great way to help satisfy what I call decoy hunger signals. Okay. And that's because if the hunger isn't real, the water will go ahead and take it away and it satisfies it and it snoozes or delays the hunger. And if the hunger signal is real, what happens is it will reliably persist, which means that it's going to return and increase and become more disruptive and more intense. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. So if the hunger persists, it's real and you should eat something.
1: Yes. And you do want to make sure to eat a balanced meal, okay, that's meeting all of your body's nutritional needs for fiber, protein, and healthy fat. And I do also want to add one more thing regarding hydration, okay? You want to make sure that you're not hydrating with anything that includes sugar or fructose or added sugar.
0: Right, which you covered in our last episode. So if you haven't already, check out our last podcast episode on drinking and sugar.
1: Yeah, because that's where I help you understand why you don't want to fuel and hydrate with sports drinks of any kind or any kind of sugar.
0: Yeah, I got that message loud and clear in that last episode for sure.
1: Okay, that's great. (laughs) So I think that this is a nice place to segue into talking more about what type of exercise you need to do and how much. Yes, it is a struggle to get me to go
0: to the gym for an hour a day. So I want to know, what can I get away with? (laughs)
1: I like how you asked, like, what can I get away with? Like, you're talking about the bare minimum, right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I get it because everybody needs to know the minimal effective dose, right?
0: Yeah. So let's pivot to what, when, and how much to
1: exercise. Okay, I have a few tips. First off, exercise is about moving and improving, which is another way of saying it's a process, okay? It's not simply about being, you know, the weekend warrior and doing only one session or one workout each week, okay? Exercise is progressive. And we've been talking about how your body gradually accumulates strength and improves function over time, right?
0: Yeah, so you're saying don't be impatient with yourself and your body. Nature takes time. But in the world of instant, now, same-day delivery, it's really hard for me to be patient sometimes.
1: Yeah, I get that. I mean, we all want instant results, right? But the key is start slow and go slow. You don't want to overdo it. Um, This is important, okay? And it's going to bring me to the next point, which is establish a safe routine because you don't want
0: to get hurt. I do tend to kill myself day one back at the gym because I know what my body used to be able to do and I push myself too hard, too fast, and then I'm overly sore and not wanting to go back for a few days or weeks
1: or ever. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's understandable. And I think a lot of people do that, you know, but then you're not only going to break your body, you're also breaking your routine. Okay. Because you're on the sideline now recovering and not moving and maybe not even going back. All right. So this is why it's all about going slow and starting slow.
0: Right. And you talk about this in the program as being like a a baby learning how to walk. Mm -hmm. First, the baby will hold up the weight of their head, then roll over Then sit up on their own. Then they hold up their own body weight and start to crawl and start to pull themselves up and eventually stand. Right. Then they slowly build their balance until they're finally waddling on their own.
1: And all this can take months. But before you know it, they're one and on the run. (laughs) Exactly right, okay? That's the perfect illustration on how movement is intended to start slowly and build and progress, okay? And that's why you want to go slow and gradually move and graduate over time, okay? You want your body and your brain to acclimate and adjust. And you want your muscle to build your balance to stabilize. And you want your strength to develop so that you can avoid the injury and basically stay in the game, okay? Because what you're looking to do is establish a routine and a habit.
0: Right, which all takes time. It's a hard pill to swallow, but it's true. We have to get better about pacing ourselves and managing expectations.
1: That's right. I'm so happy to hear you say that because, you know, if you're thinking about an activity or an exercise, you want to think about something that you can repeat you know, as much as six or seven days a week. And it's got to be something that you don't need to recover from and something that you can pretty much do every day. So if I'm, you know, categorizing all those things and listing that as an inventory, what's coming to mind, you know, in in your mind as to something that you can do? Well, you mentioned walking at the beginning of the episode.
0: I can do that daily, no problem. Okay, that's good. I mean, I walk my dog every day, so I
1: know it's something I can do. Okay. Well, walking is great because it activates your muscles and it moves your body at a steady pace. And it's something that you can start slowly and then gradually work your way up to a faster pace or longer duration each day over time. And the real reason why walking is so great is because you want a frequent or a daily consistent routine that you can sustain to achieve the positive metabolic effects that we've been talking about. Now, ideally, you want to get to the point where you're improving your pace and walking speed as if you're late to a meeting, okay? It's that fast case, you're not jogging, and you're definitely not strolling, you're walking really, really fast with a purpose, okay? So it's technically considered moderate intensity, which equates to about three to three and a half miles per hour. Wait, so a brisk walk is considered
0: moderate intensity? Can you talk more about what those intensity ranges are?
1: Sure. Okay, so let me give you a quick overview about what intensity means, because it brings us to the points that we want to touch on regarding time and duration, all right? Intensity refers to the level of energy or amount of work that you're doing while you're exercising, okay? Basically, intensity is the metabolic demand on your body, and it's most typically measured by your heart rate. And that's because heart rate is the most universal way to measure the challenge that's being put on your heart or your cardiovascular system.
0: Okay, so isn't that cardio?
1: Yeah, it is. (laughs) And with regard to intensity, the more your heart rate increases above a normal resting rate, the more intense the physical demand, okay? And there are three levels of intensity, low, moderate, and high. Now, low intensity is the starting place, all right? It's like walking at a slow, leisurely pace. And the next progression is moderate intensity, like walking as if you're late to a meeting, And high intensity includes things like jogging, running, jumping rope, or maybe you're working out in a strenuous fitness class and you're doing things like jumping jacks and burpees, okay? That's what the levels of intensity are all about, all right? Low, moderate, and high. And those levels determine how much time you need to spend working out. Okay, so why does the intensity of the workout determine how long I need to work out? Okay, well, the intensity determines the source of the fuel that the body's using, okay? And what's sustainable too. For example, high-intensity exercise needs a quick source of energy like carbohydrates, which deplete and run out really quickly. And you're also not able to maintain or sustain high-intensity for a long period of time. Moderate intensity, okay, it's not as fast and demanding. So, you know, your body's able to then recruit the fat, on your body for fuel. And it slowly pulls the fat off the body and it depletes the fat stores for energy. All right. And that's why if it's your goal to lose body fat, then you're going to want to work out for a longer amount of time at a moderate pace. So your body has a chance to deplete those fat stores. Make sense?
0: Okay. So you're recommending moderate pace walking, like I'm late to a meeting. Yes. So how much time do I really have to be out there walking at a moderate pace to burn some fat?
1: Okay. Well, according to the World Health Organization and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, they both agree that substantial health benefits require at least 150 minutes to 300 minutes of moderate intensity exercise each week. (laughs) Okay. Give me some daily totals. All right. So it's something like a minimum of doing a 20 minute brisk walk every day, seven days a week. All right. Or if you wanted to go for the maximum benefit, that's 42 minutes each day, every day. Okay. Again, for the maximum benefit, or it's 50 minutes a day, six days a week. Why do I need to do it daily though? Because you gave me that weekly total. So why can't I just do one big walk in one week? Well, I'm glad you asked, okay? The daily frequency is deliberate, and that's because the metabolic effect is limited. And this is an interesting fact. The metabolic benefit of cardio movement only lasts about 24 hours, which means that you need to get up and walk and move every day.
0: Wow, the positive benefits disappear really quickly.
1: Yes, about every 24 hours, your body wants those muscles to be activated And that's why walking every day is a great way to activate the muscles, and it also helps to lower insulin levels and keeps the metabolism properly responsive. Okay,
0: so what about strength training? You convinced me I got to keep those muscles strong, but... Is that a daily workout too?
1: No, it's not.
0: How often do I need to lift weights?
1: Well, you're going to want to lift weights and do some kind of resistance training at least two times a week.
0: Well, does it need to be weightlifting? Because like I said, I hate the gym. Can I get away with doing like an at-home workout workout? Doing things like squats, push ups, crunches.
1: Yeah, you can do an at home workout and it doesn't need to be lifting weights per se. Okay, resistance training is basically what your body needs. And that's where you're using your body weight and gravity and you use, you know, something like resistance bands or anything like that that's basically going to challenge your muscles. Okay. And remember, the goal isn't to grow bigger muscles, the goal is to build new muscle tissue by increasing the vitality the strength in the composition of the muscle, okay? So you basically want to activate and stimulate all of your major muscle groups at least two days a week, and the time isn't specified, okay? It's more about the total body activation, so go at your own pace. Why only two days a week for strength training, though? Well, that's because the benefits of strength training can last up to two weeks, okay? As long as you're consistent and you're sustaining that activity.
0: Okay, so I have to do a brisk walk for about 40 minutes every day and do resistance or strength training two times a week. So that leads me to my next question. When is the best time to work out?
1: Okay, I'm glad you asked. Ideally, in the morning before breakfast or your first meal is the best time. And that's because overnight, your body uses the glycogen that's stored up in the liver to maintain energy. And when you wake up, that storage locker is depleted which is why your body will likely go ahead and use the fat stores for energy until you break your fast with your first meal of the day. And there are a few more reasons why mornings are best, okay? Because exercise lowers stress by lowering cortisol, that stress hormone, and exercise also lowers blood pressure, which means that you're more likely to be able to better control your appetite throughout the day too because you're able to rest and recover and sleep better too. Wow.
0: I remember when I was growing up, you started an exercise routine that began at 4 a.m.
1: Yeah, I did. (laughs) Actually, my wake-up time was 4 a.m., okay? And when I lost my weight, that's really how I did it, okay? I made that commitment to get up every weekday at 4 in the morning. I'd grab a cup of coffee. I'd head to the gym. And that way, no matter what, before I needed to be there for you to get you off to school, okay, and before I went to work all day, I was able then to prioritize myself and my health. Okay. And I got my exercise in no matter what, because I knew that, you know, after work, I was always way too tired to rally up for any kind of workout. And that's why I always say morning time is the best time to deliberately carve out the time that you need for yourself to prioritize your health. All right. And that's in advance of any other obligation. It's super important. That's determination for real. Yeah. I'd say that when you're determined to make your health a priority, you absolutely have to find a way to make yourself a priority, too.
0: I agree. Good. Okay, So (laughs) let's wrap
1: this up with a few important tips. I wanna make sure we all remember the fact that we're all aging, okay, every single one of us. And the bottom line is, if you don't keep moving and exercising, you'll lose your independence a lot sooner too, okay? And you probably don't think about it every day, but you truly do depend on your body to help you move throughout the world, all right? Now, the way I think about this is I work out so that I can continue to do the things that I love, like, you know, traveling. You know, I never wanna be left behind. All right. I want to have the stamina to explore new cities. And I, you know, think about my future grandkids. Okay. I want to be able to pick them up and keep up with them too.
0: Okay, mom, hint taken. (laughs) We all need to move our body to maintain our mobility. And it's true. When I was a nanny, those toddlers really would wipe me out, man.
1: Right. So here's the key message. Okay. Exercise is a physical activity that helps you to improve your physical function and how you move. And the more you move, the stronger you become, and the longer that you can retain and maintain your ability to move, your way of life, and a little bit of your youth, too. Let's be sure to mention another priority, safety. Yes, safety is always a number one priority. So be sure to check with your doctor or healthcare provider and get their specific recommendation about what physical activity is best for you. You know, moving is important, and that's why it's important that you find the right activity and amount that's right for you. So let your doctor help you with that. And remember, start slow and go slow and consider, you know, maybe working with a personal trainer or a fitness professional who can help you gradually increase how long and how often you exercise too.
0: If you want more information, check out our website at oviawellness.com. That's O-V-V-I-A wellness.com. There you can find more information on our program, get our free mini courses, and enroll in our membership at any time. You can also find tips, tips, tricks, motivation, and recipes by following us on social media at Ovia Wellness. That's O-V-V-I-A Wellness on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter.
1: I hope I helped you change what you know about exercise because it's my job to help you lose the weight by changing what you know so that you can change what you do and change your body too. My name's Emerson Lee.
0: And I'm AJ. And if you like what you heard, be sure to follow us or subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.
1: And please leave us a review because it helps other people find us too. Thanks for listening.